Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello and welcome to No Run Zone. And yes, we've changed the name. With the threat of another lawsuit looming, First and Fifteen have taken evasive action. A four guests with me today. No, not four guests. There's three guests. I'm one of them, but I live here. Uh, so three guests with me to talk about general issues in flag football and hope please stir up some controversy with a smile but no offence. Flag football is of course a game of strategy and tactics. Unless you have Ruth Lewis on your team then of course you just throw the ball into her postcode and she'll come down with it for sure. Our first guest and our only returnee is Mick Smith, former Leicester Eagles player and coach and also ex-GB Women's Offensive Coordinator. Invited back out of my own morbid curiosity surely he can't be that bad again. Welcome, Mick. And, and that's the best review that I've ever had. Uh, hello. Honesty is always the best policy. That's my, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's my view. Um, joining us today also, we've got Helen Dorman, formerly of Sandwell Steelers, um, and temporarily, maybe formally, who knows, of the Black Widows. Um, just started with the South Wales Harpies and also now with Flagging Borsey, um on the 14th of March. Welcome, Helen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, okay. And finally, uh, Lewis Phillips. He has played um, Newport City Saints, South Wales Sharks, South Wales Warriors. He was then deported to England to play for the Exeter, Exeter Falcons, sneaking back slowly with his flag in Ball Z. Welcome, Lewis. Hello. And for those of you who don't know, our host today uh, is Mr. Andrew Gambrell. Um, Rumour has it the most decorated coach still active in the uh, UK, which generally means that he's been uh, spent his whole career riding on the coattails of people far more talented than him. Back at you with the honest review. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so let's go into that first question. Which is the more underestimated position in flag football, centre or blitz? Mick Smith, lead us off on that one. So um, I personally think on that it's a close one, but I think underestimated is blitz. Um, I think that um, if you have a good blitzer, you have a quick blitzer that makes the QB make a decision, um, just cuts a few seconds off that off that seven seconds, they've pretty much done the vast majority of their job. They don't have to get a sack every time, don't have to get a safety. Um, seven seconds with no pressure is a hell of a lot of, a hell of, a lot of time. Um, and most teams will find, uh, will find somebody open inside seven seconds. That blitz to make the QB make a decision, go one way or the other, um, make them make a throw that they maybe don't want to make, take one of their routes away. Um, is massively underestimated. Um, I would say, however, centre is quite underused. Um, so I think I think the teams that do use centre quite well use it devastatingly effective. Um, but I don't think centre is underestimated because I think any decent side will will tell you the the uh, value of getting the ball safely to the quarterback. So underestimated uh, position out of those two it is blitz is more underestimated. Okay, shots fired. Helen, what's your take? Which is the most underused? Yeah. Centre or blitz? Well, I play centre, so I've got a bit of affinity with centre. Um, I wouldn't say underestimated, because there's always someone marking you, but maybe a little underused because it's the easy option and normally the last option. So, but blitz, you, you, you definitely need a good blitz on your team. It's crucial to get that in defence. 
Okay, okay. Lewis, we've got a divided <sighs> vote there, so you're going to have to, uh, you've got the, uh, the hung jury. It's you to decide. Well, I'm going to give you a really non-answer now. Uh, I think no, it no, no. I think it depends on how your team is built. So both make really good points, but if you're the kind of team that is built to put up points and I've seen teams that, you know, they use, they use this Northlands Titans use, uh, use the center position really well. Um, whereas the, the Falcons, for example, we're built from the defense up. So our blitz are actually one defensive MVP last season. So to call our blitz undervalued or underused would be, a, would be way wrong. So uh, whereas in our offensive playbook, the center tends to be, one of the last reads. So um, I'm going to side with uh, personal opinion. The center is the most underused, undervalued. Um, but I, like I said, I can, different teams are different and it depends whether you go build from your defense up or whether you want to build offense first. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose my, my take on it is this often I see um, – yeah, a rookie is often put in in the, the blitz um, is uh, you know their first few games and I and I think that that doesn't teach them a great thing about the game. Uh, whilst mm-hmm. it is a very straightforward task, I think um, that I think that's where the, the blitz is under underestimated. Uh, you know, we we often talking about the the breakdown and making sure you get that bit. Um, uh, you know, kind of right because if a QB, if a, a canny QB will just sidestep. Uh, and, and, a, and a blitz without a, a breakdown is, is is gone, and you've basically got five offensive players against four defensive players. So, um, you know that that's my take on it. I must admit, I think that the blitz is sometimes kind of given a uh, um, a, a, sh- a short billing there. And, and I think you know, and I think, like I said, it, the 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 the, the, uh, the player, the, the the rookie, isn't actually learning about the game um, because mm-hmm. they basically they can't see half of what's going on behind them. But um, Okay. From, from my personal experience, I've played the, just the last couple of years. I can I can think of off the top of my head so many like really good blitzers. Um, shout out to our own Patrick Smith, uh, who's our top tackler. He was our DMVP. You got Chad from the Cardiff Hurricanes. Is always been a menace for me. Andrew Gibney um, from Merthyr, now Gwent. Uh, he's for me one of the top blitzers in in the South at least. Um, and David Camp at Swansea, he'll slap me if I don't mention him in this list, uh, has racked up loads of sacks in his last couple of years with Swansea. So, whereas I can't quite do the same for, for centres. Ah, good point. Well, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying there. Um, there you go. You've got three beers on your way from uh, colleagues around the league there. <laughs> well done. I see what you did there. Okay, next question. And yes, we're going to go there. Should we have a concerted effort to find a summer slot for the Opal Series? Um, I think uh, being the only one who's actually played in the Opal Series, I think, Helen, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, obviously, weather has a factor, because playing in the back end of the year, we had quite a few games cancelled last year, just because of the torrential rain, and it was unplayable. And when it's such a short series, it really impacts the game. You don't get a true reflection of like the scores. I think moving it would also help contact players that would want to play the game flag because there are quite a few that want to do both but it just overlaps just a little bit with training for the Diamonds um, Sapphire series and Diamond if you want to play that. So 
Yeah, I think it could be do moving, but I think we'd get a lot more interest from women that want to do both. Fair enough. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even consider about that. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's quite a complex uh, scenario. It is a very straightforward question, but yeah, there's lots of other things to take into account. I hadn't uh, factored in about the, uh, uh, the, the the women tackle players, and but yeah, I guess yeah, because I know um, there's a few of them last year that they were going to having I mean, like Ruth on our on the Black Widows was playing and practicing a lot. So uh, yeah, that that's a. That's a good shout. Um, Lewis? Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I was going to say, sorry, there's a bit of conflict between contact coaches and flag coaches because both sides don't want to get people injured because they want them to play for them. So it's a bit of conflict. I've been through it myself. Oh, I see. Fair enough. So therefore, I retired from contact. (laughs) (laughs) So the counter-argument to this, of course, is... If you move it into the summer, uh, it, it is going to alienate university teams. Yeah, they're just not going around. Um, so that you are get, you've got you've always got a balance between the, the, the contact teams or the university teams. The other thing is um, having been a part of the league coordinators committee for a couple of years now, having to do the schedule for the summer leagues, mixed teams. Finding dates is ridiculously difficult. And the dates that we come up with uh, for the mixed league tend to be the only dates that we can do um, because you've got, to, you've got to avoid things like any, any BAFA or BAFCA event. So if, if there's BAFCA conference, BAFA conference, AGMs, things like that, they're no-goes. BAFA will not let you play. They won't sanction it. They won't ensure you it won't happen on those game days. They'll consider it as to, on those weekends, they'll consider those games having not happened. Um, so you've got to avoid those. And then you've got people who want to, uh, you've got teams who go to um, all the European tournaments, like Big Bowl is massive. So you've got to try and avoid those dates. Uh, you've also got to try not to um, conflict with the youth schedule as well and cadets. So, so you start running out of weekends and if you want to try and throw in Opal series as well in, in amongst all that, you're going to stop, people are going to have to, you're going to stop people from being able to play for both their mixed team and in the Opal series. They won't be able to do both. Hmm. Mick Smith. So um, without wishing to get in, in trouble for agreeing with Lewis, um, I am going to agree with Lewis, but I'm going to take it even further because I think the question is, should we be having a concerted effort to find the summer slot for the Opal Series? Because of the amount of university teams, I'm going to say no, we shouldn't because I think, um, you know, do you want the likes of Warwick, Knotts, Hallam, you know, who have been you know successful and have um, provided a lot of, of participants for the sport? Do you want to potentially put it in an area where you're potentially not going to get them coming at all? Because obviously their players come from disparate parts of the country. It's going to be very difficult, I would imagine, in the summer for them to to train, for them to get a team together. Um, And I'd also say that that, um, yes, the cancellations are 
obviously hugely unfortunate. Um, but I think the fact that the Opal series kind of stands on its own in the winter um, it is a plus for the uh, for the women's game. I think I think trying to cross it over with the senior league um, would almost take some of that focus off it. As uh, as the guys have said, there are people who want to uh, play both. There are people who want to play kitted, want to play the um, the mixed league, the senior league, and uh, and Opal as well. And I think having it in its own slot. Um, actually helps them do that. Mm. Um, uh, I guess where I, I guess where there is a bit of a shame is certainly this last season the amount of cancellations that you should, that you saw. I think we all have probably had experience of how precious uh, groundsmen are with their pitches. Um, but but I think there's potentially an argument there, and, and and perhaps it's a little bit pie in the sky. I don't know, but perhaps there's potentially an argument that that the Opal game days tend to be a little bit larger than they do in the in the mixed league. So is there uh, is there an option there to ensure that there's there's maybe multiple pitches available um, if required to stop that cutting up? Um, I think funding perhaps to to help on or whether pitches might be a little bit too far in the future. Um, but I guess I guess my answer to it then is. I don't right now. I don't think we should because I think I think there's there's a thriving um, university scene out there um, that provide a lot of participants, a lot of really good participants in the sport and competitive teams that I don't think we should be looking to alienate by moving it to the summer. Well, you all talk a lot of sense, but I think you're missing a really key thing. Um, Helen, have you ever seen my yeah. Have you ever seen my Black Widow's T-shirt? Um. I don't think I have. No, you haven't. You know why? Because you've never worn it. Because I've always worn it, but it's too cold. <laughs> it's too cold for me to show it anybody. I've got a rip. And, it, and, I, and it's got, well, I can't do it justice by describing it to you. It's like the fifth layer on the, on the, eight, on the eight layers. So. I've seen the wooden hat many a time. Sorry? I've seen your woolly hat many a time. That's all. That's, that, that, is, that is sewn on for the whole of the winter series. That's uh, that, that's uh, that's a very necessary thing. I think we'll probably die without it. Moving on, there's a great photo doing the rounds of rugby raccoons playing flag football in the M6 during a breakdown recovery. Um, what's your best score of your way day hijinks? Um, uh, uh, let's go. Let's go with Lewis. So uh, I had I had quite a few that I could have cho- chosen for this one. Uh, thinking way way back but actually I think probably the the funniest we've done most recently I think it was last season so now last season feels like years ago um but uh I, I wasn't actually there for this but we were traveling to Swindon for the last game day of the season and uh a few of the Falcons decided that they were going to take off early and arrive early because just around the corner from the venue was a uh, crazy golf center so a couple of the Falcons decided they were going to get a quick round of crazy golf in and the loser had to dress up in a silly looking ladies golfing outfit, which uh, ended up being our wonderful center, uh, Ethan Lewis. Um, if you can find it somewhere in the depths of the internet, I'm sure he's tried his best to cover it up, but it's out there for all the world to see in all his golfing glory. Well, I think we've just found ourselves a cover photo for this, uh, this edition. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty certain that Marcus is, as we speak, digging around the internet for that photo. Um, yeah, uh, Mick, what you got? So um, I think there was, there was a close runner-up um, before mine, similar to uh, similar to Lewis. There were just so many that I think 
um, that probably I find funny in my own head. I think thinking back to our Brit Bowl season in 2014, I think turning up to regional playoffs and one of the cars diverting to go to Costa and the bookies um, went down in Eagles legend, um, followed by a little bit of a, a little bit of a row between two of the players, and then we went on to score 80 points and qualify for the British finals. So, um, which kind of sums us up that that year. Um, but I think probably in terms of hijinks, uh, to use to use the phrasing of the question, um, 2009 going way back, it was it was. Um, the year we went undefeated to the uh, to the British final, um, and we travelled the last last game day of the year. We travelled down to um, uh, near uh, Wanstead Flats, I think it was, to play the Rebels. We had one game left to play the Rebels, um, just just to finish off the unbeaten season, uh, and we did that. Um, but the the guys from the Sharks needed us to win. If, if the Rebels had won out that day, the Rebels would have qualified for the playoffs uh, in second. Um, and if we beat the Rebels, um, the Chichester Sharks would have qualified uh, in second. Um, so the amount of stringing along and half messages and false information that we gave them across that, uh, across that game day uh, and on into the pub. And I think actually during the journey home as well, before we actually told them that we won and they were in the playoffs, I think was, was superb. I think they tried about three or four different numbers in the car before before they actually got the truth. And um, yeah, I thought that was that it was one of those great ones as well because we didn't even really discuss doing it. I think everybody just just did it. Um, so yeah, that was great, and they took it in the right uh, the right spirit as well. <laughs> Cruel and unusual, I think. I, like, I, I love the phrase. I love the phrase. A bit of a row. I think everyone's <laughs> everyone's reading between the lines there, Mick. Um, Helen, what we got? Well, to be honest, I've only played one season at Opal, and that was for the Black Widows. Um, and I am a little bit older than the average age range. So I think everyone sees me as the sensible one of the group. So to be honest, nothing really as yet. But I'm sure the upcoming season with the different teams I've signed for, I'll have some stories for you next time. Flagging Ball Z is nothing but hijinks, Helen. You're you in go. for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I'm going to sort of... Uh... I've got a rather embarrassing story, but I think I'd rather tell it than um, than any of my other colleagues. So, um, pulled into a service station um, after it was it was definitely following a game. Obviously, I'd I'd been very good for my rehydration um, after after the game. So, uh, sprinting into the toilets, I noticed um, the the silver trough like uh, part of, of, of the toilets. Um, sped up to it, um, ready for action. And I won't go into any further details about that. Just out of the corner of my eye, I see another guy, and I was initially quite disgusted because he was washing his hands in this urine, what I thought was the urinal. Um, but it was actually a silver um, trough-like, but it was a sink. So I was like <laughs> seconds away from taking, um, you know, a, a very long PP, <laughs> uh, shall we say, uh, intercept, but it was, uh, and I had to divert. It could have got really, really messy. Um, but, and, and uh, yeah, they, I, I think we still have a photo, not of the incident before I got, <laughs> we still have a photo of the, um, of the, of the sink. And, and, and I think if, if, it's, if you see it again, there's probably the second cover for the, uh, for the, the show, you would, you would, in in a moment of desperation, you would too would be confused and would possibly make that um, that same mistake. So, very, very, a very near miss on that one. 
Um, <laughs> Next question up. Here we go. Uh, with so many teams and team names popping up and disappearing, what has been your favourite team and name? Um, it's, yeah, back, back to Mick, I believe, is going to start off with this one. Okay, so um, I think in terms of uh, in terms of favourite name, I'm going to actually split this down into two. Uh, I, I'm a traditionalist, um, so I think there are two uh, that I really like, and I think it's because of their um uh because of their connection to their local area and i think some some of the historical stuff so i'm going to go for the long um the long since deceased fen harriers uh, i think that's a great name um and obviously great rivals uh, of, of ours in the past i'm also going to give some props to the guys that beat us in the third fourth place playoff in 2014 the aberdeen oil cats i love that when i heard that come out by the way also with, without wanting to preempt anything also a quality kit quality kit going on there however my favorite team out and out, 100%, the Blizworth Five. I don't know whether anyone remembers them, but they signed up to the league and it was like a glitch in the matrix. They they, they never turned up to anything, but they, they paid up. It was like 2013, 14. They were fully paid up, received the fixtures and everything. No one heard or saw anything more from them. Uh, my favourite team, without doubt. As I say, I, it could well just have been a glitch in the matrix. But yeah, top top-notch team, Blizworth Five. I like it. Um, Fen Harriers, do you, do you want to just ex- sort of expand on how that name was so apt? So yeah, so the so uh, the Fen Harriers were from um, were from Cambridge. So obviously in the uh, in the North Fens and the um, obviously in the Fens you have um, birds of prey that, that catch small voles and mice and everything. And the um, uh, so there's a lot of Harriers. The, the, the bird of prey is called the Harriers. Um, so they wore a light blue kit. Um, and they were they were I guess at the birth of flag football in the um, uh, certainly in England they were one of the uh, one of the top teams um, one of the kind of the uh, the trailblazers um, back then so and I just think again I, I love a name with uh, with a local connection that makes sense from, from where they're from um, so good rivals of ours but um, but yeah I think a really a really well thought out name. I definitely yeah. imagined a Harrier fighter jet so I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe they had an RAF base in the area or something. I don't know. That too, I think. But and I, I just, I just, I love the the understatement that Mick said. I'm a traditionalist. That is <laughs> the underestimation uh, is so understated. It's untrue. Um, go on then, Lewis. What you got? Uh, your teams and team. I think you, you. I hope you've got your list. Your list down to less than twenty. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few. Um, I'll be honest, I, I missed the bit where it says favourite team and name. Um, so, But I've, 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 my favourite team uh, was an easy one. Uh, and, and so first shout out for Chichester Sharks, um, because way back when they were our out and out rivals, we loved playing those guys. We very rarely beat them. <laughs> but when we did, uh, it felt good. Um, they were always super friendly and just we had some phenomenal games with the Warriors, uh, Warriors versus Chichester Sharks um, many years ago. So those were always some of the games that I'll, I'll take away. Um, but as for team names, I've got a short list. I am a little bit biased. I think Flag and Ball Z is hilarious. Um, so, but alongside that, some of the other sort of um, mercenary teams that have popped up, props to a, a team name I heard years ago called Sack Street Boys. 
Um, and I think there's another one up in Scotland recently called Hitches Be Crazy. Yep. I'm all for those kind of football punny kind of names. Um, I want to give props to the Leeds guys because they've got a couple of teams now. And I love when a, a, a program grows and they have several teams and they have different names, but all on the same theme. So you've got started with the Leeds Samurai. Now you've got the Leeds Katana and the Leeds Ronin all along that kind of samurai theme. I love it. It's brilliant. Um, I got two more. Uh, and there's the current White Hellhounds I really like. I put them in this list because I wanted to call the Exeter team the Hellhounds when I first started up um, because of my connection with the Exeter Demons University team and started the women's team uh, at the university, the didn't last very long um the exodus sirens so i kind of wanted to continue that mythological theme um but i got downvoted uh and then possibly my two favorite names ever uh if you guys can cast your minds back to the basingstoke zombie horde yeah (sighs) what a team name that was brilliant um and then possibly my all-time favorite the merthyr tidville thunder ducks that is a classic of our time. Did you just make some of those up? That sack street boys. <laughs> Did they ever actually play a game? I think I think I should have maybe put sort of it had to have actually been real. <laughs> no, I've I've heard that name before somewhere. No, it's not it's not uh not not like um not often. They don't I don't often hear that name pop up. But the same with Hitches Be Crazy. I think I've only seen them enter like one or two uh tournaments up north. Um but they they caught my my eye, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Zombie Horde. That was yeah, I'd forgotten about that one. That's a that's a that's a good shot. And the Thunder Ducks. That's that's equally that's, terrifying was... and and beguiling. Um, yeah, that could uh, they could they could do all sorts of uh, things with your mind. That that is a great name. <laughs> uh, what you got there, Helen? Well, um, obviously setting up a new team called the Harpies, which mm. is in. Uh, a lot of members have come from the Cardiff Valkyries, so keeping along that theme, I'm quite a fan of that. But I have to agree with Lewis, I like the fun names. And that's what attracted me to Flagging Ball Z. I was like, I have to play for this team. That's what attracted <laughs> me. But I've seen the mean team was quite funny, and Rexy's Midnight Runners. There's names <laughs> that do just make you chuckle. Uh, actually, yeah, the Harpies. That, that, so... I remember them in Jason and the Argonauts, and they were pretty scary. So that is, mm-hmm. that is a good name, if uh, if anyone yeah, can remember. I just need a bit of help with the logo, if anyone's interested in helping me out there. <laughs> oh, is that a quick is that a quick uh, shout out yeah. for any any graphic designers? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a quick. Please help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's uh, yeah. I think just on that. I mean, I used to like, I like the werewolves. I think that was a a, a good one. It's still, it kept the name, but it's a you know the alliteration, but uh, also that. But I'm just glad that we've stayed away from uh, giants and patriots and things that just have no relevance uh, to the UK um, or or, or um, you know like you say. I think a lot of them you know it's either fun or it has some kind of uh, local local meaning. So. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was very good. Some good answers there. I enjoyed that. Um, uh, well done for no, nobody. I, I, I don't think we had any, anybody doubled up on something. So, um, good stuff. Okay, the penultimate question. 
let's talk about the game that got away. If you pick and go back to one game in your life for a do-over, what would it be, Lewis Phillips? Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me first. Oh, I got one. Um, I think, so I'd, I'd written down two, but if you want me to choose one, I think I've got to go back to uh, the South Wales Sharks versus the Wooden Warriors in the national championship final of, I want to say, I want to say it was like 2016. Uh, no, no, it wouldn't have been uh, 2016. It would have been... Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. It was South Wales Sharks only existed for a year and we went to the national championship final. Um, but uh, the quarterback marshal threw um, two pick sixes with the first two throws of the game. Um, and then from there on, it was just a shootout. Um, they couldn't stop us. We couldn't stop them. Um, but it was just those first two early mistakes, bit of nerves and it cost us the championship. Um, so if I could go back and do anything, it would be that one. It'd be called run plays on the first, first two series. <laughs> yeah. Research 2016 or something. Uh, no, it, it wouldn't. No, it's, not, it's, it's much earlier than that. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Nice, nice bit of homework. Well done. But, uh, <laughs> Helen, what we what what's the uh, uh, what would you oh. any game you'd do over? Oh well, not do over, but maybe um, it was uh, against Knotts in the Opal series, and it's the one where we went for two points for the win instead of going for the going for the draw. We didn't get it, did we? So ah, perhaps the wrong decision. Obviously not. <laughs> so would you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what what would you do? Did you go for the draw or just? Uh, well, it was a good move, and we were on form that day. Ruth Lewis was catching everything. Yes. It was an outstanding day. I think there's some footage out there as well. But, yeah, we, yeah, it's good to go for it, but it's losing always bitter, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's one of those, you're, it's a genius call or otherwise. It all depends on the results. Um, so, uh, yeah, yes. Made me a little bit melancholy for a while. Uh, um, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a, it was. I thought it was a call, but uh, what can you do? Mick Smith. So, um, in in twenty thirteen, um, we actually, I was in, uh, I was in an Eagles side that we actually lost two games on last second scores, including I believe one that Lewis played in. They beat us um, as the Warriors, and we lost two games by a point. Um, so they they were they were quite close uh, runners up, um, but I mentioned it earlier. It's got to be the two thousand and nine um, British final against the Kakodi Bulls. Um, just to get, I guess give you a bit of a background, uh, Kakodi had gone through uh, Scotland un- undefeated. We had gone through uh, England undefeated. Um, met in the final, um, of course, and it wasn't just that we played we. we that we played particularly badly because I don't think we really did. It was just the Bulls were just were just so good. They they were just it was a, almost a privilege to kind of be on the same pitch as them um, in the form that they were in. I think we talked afterwards that maybe if we played them ten times, you might be lucky to get get three wins out of that ten. Mm. And unfortunately, we just fell into the kind of seventy seventy percent uh, of other. Um, but I guess reason, really why why does that stand out to me? Obviously. British final, we, we we were well up for it, but I think just to um, 
similar to, to Lewis's uh, quarterback at the time, Craig, uh, he'd thrown in the regular season, he'd only thrown six interceptions. Um, and such was the, the Bulls defence that he threw five in that game alone. Um, and I just kind of think, do you know what, if, if you could just go back, maybe get ahead, get that first score. I think we lost by two scores in the end, but I think maybe if we got that first score, you know, maybe if we went we went two scores up on them, would, would they have been chasing the game? Would it have gone the other way around? It's always always gnawed away that one. But um, but they were great guys, though. It was one of those that it was, again, it was a, it was a privilege to get there and it was a real disappointment for us. But at the end of the day, we, we, we all came off the pitch saying, look, we were we'll be, beaten by the better team. They were unstoppable for so yeah. many years. Yeah, it was so, unreal. Su- superb team. And as I say, nice guys. You know, so, so many yeah. just, just really nice guys. But, they, yeah, they, they were just unstoppable that day. But just a little bit of me just thinks, you know, what, what happens if perhaps one blown coverage, we get the first score? Could we hold on? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's the one for me. I've checked that runners-up medal, Andrew, and it was 2008. <laughs> there you go. Google is your friend. Google 2008. is your friend. Uh, but yeah, co-sign on Kilcaldy Balls. Uh, I played them once, and um, yeah, I mean, I think it was in a in a similar similar year or similar time. And I remember we kind of had um, uh, I was defensive coordinator, and they were just scoring on us. And I always used to turn to uh, Shad McCook um, just for any advice on any any anything. And he was always very ready with input with uh, with his opinions and ideas. Um, but every time I looked over to him, he just would not. He would just not meet my gaze because he had nothing either. Uh, it just felt <laughs> like whatever, whatever the, you know, you know, no defense can close everything down, and they would just find that whatever bit you left, they would find it on the first throw. Um, and yeah, even more annoying, they were such nice guys. Uh, you couldn't even dislike them for <laughs> yeah. humiliating you on the football field. Um, but the one for me, um, I was co- coaching Leicester Eagles. It was effectively the European, the NFL Europe. Um, we were playing in Holland. Um, and I would say, uh, to, to my shame, at the, it was, it, it was um, we were at squads of seven. So in the top eight players on that day, uh, on my team, we had, we had seven players in the top eight of, on, on, on display. Unfortunately, the Dutch team had... The, the best the best player on display and uh to my shame uh we i managed to let a one player just um uh take take us apart um you know no no disrespect they did their little level you know little bits here and there but this one lad he and um um yeah it, it, i don't know what i would do <laughs> um um, but yeah, we just could not stop this guy um, on either side of the ball. Um, he seemed to be popping up everywhere. So I would try and go back and just maybe uh, we would get that result. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was disappointing. In that, like I said, I thought we had um, you know, the, the better the better team, but that individual um, had the better of us. So um, and what's more, we because we lost in the final. We didn't go to Canada, and we didn't get to meet Ronnie Lott, who was the um, the coordinator of the World Championships that year. I'm not bitter, but, um, <laughs> but uh, I just don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> final question. Final question. Um, 
I, I, this, I, I don't know how this even got onto the, onto the sheet, but I'm, I'm guessing it's one of Lewis's. Uh, what's been your favourite kit um, you've seen or worn in the pursuit of your sport? Lewis? Me again. Uh, well, uh, again, I'm going to be biased and say Flagon Ball Z has got um, one of the best kits. Uh, but I agree. Yeah, we we had a lot of uh, a lot of compliments on our kit at, um, at uh, Flag and Iron Man in Glasgow not so long ago. I've even had people message at the the, uh, the the Facebook who haven't even played for us yet, saying I've got to get myself one of those jerseys. <laughs> um, but uh, honourable mentions, um, I really like the Carnegie kit. I think purple and yellow is a bold choice, and I think they pull it off. Um, Mick, you mentioned the oil cats earlier on. I like the silver cats because I think that that grey version of their kit is really smart. Um, I really like what the Grangemouth Colts have done as well with the way they've managed to um, fit the Scottish flag onto their kit. I think it's really clever. Um, I really liked the Chichester Sharks have um, needed a new kit for a long time. Uh, and their new kit is really swag and uh, they've got like these little um little teal sharks as the logo down the sides on the lycra bits down the side and i think that's just such a cool touch uh and then last but not least the new new boys to the block cheltenham neptunes um uh have just redesigned their kit again um and they've got this really nice looking regal kind of like a royal blue color going on with all the yellowy trident stuff um i think it looks wicked wow i tell you what we're going to go to the mr swagtastic himself i'm just gonna i think mick's gonna go for the 1966 england kit uh, <laughs> <laughs> even, even though it might be a bit garish for him but um, so so i i think you're just gonna have a go at me for being old again here Andrew so I, th I think the question uh, what's been your favorite kit seen or worn um I think before we started recording I mentioned that the only jersey I've worn uh, in flag uh, has been uh, that of the Leicester Eagles uh, in various guises there have been some some bad uh, but the but our royal and gold uh, colors I think in the in the older shirts and the new ones that Noella did for us uh, I think are lovely um, really traditional I'm actually going to semi repeat um uh semi repeat an answer that um that Lewis gave because I think I would say our old rivals the Chichester Sharks have always had a, a quality kit really really simple it's a nice clean uh, clean color scheme um they've got a clear theme uh, as well I've always really liked them and I think as Lewis said in a previous answer you know they they were kind of rivals of ours um once upon a time when um uh, when when sort of both both of our teams were really competitive, but again they're they're decent guys. They they were decent guys. Um, but but I've always really liked their kit. Like really clean, um, really clear identity. Um, yeah, Chichester Sharks for me. Yeah, no surprises there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Helen, what's uh, yeah, favourite shirt? I have seen a crazy shirt this uh, season. Well, Rex's Midnight Runner. It's just <laughs> amazing. It's well, if you can get away with it, I don't think I could. But my favourite is Black Widows because it's just a beautiful jersey. But I cannot wait to wear Flag and Ballsy. Ooh. It is, yeah, 
spitally then but yeah so the rex's midnight runners is that what it looks looks like it was um from a, one of those mindful coloring in books yeah, yeah that's the one. and the short match and there's a dinosaur it's got it all going on there's, there's a dinosaur i'm pretty sure yeah so those guys were um flagging iron man in scotland uh not so yeah. long ago and they do pull it off and they've got okay. it's not it's not just the shirt and the shorts combination they have all the swag to go with it they've got like they've got uh, they've, they're all wearing sleeves. They're all wearing like um, long Under Armour things or headbands or whatever. They, those guys are swagged out. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, well, I don't know where to go with that one. Um, um, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, Mickey. I, I don't think he's certainly not the oldest one in this group. <laughs> uh, but I, I'll agree with you. I, do you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Then, uh, I, yes, it's it, there's more. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave it out. <laughs> I don't care. So that's all the questions for today. Well done, everyone. Um, a little bit too much Concord as usual, but um, uh, I'll go on with that. Um, has anybody got any other business? Flag and Ball Z. We on, are. Um, so we're we're pretty much. Uh, we've got a couple of tournaments coming up um most of them are uh we've got strong numbers in terms of squad numbers um however we have it's not yet been announced by aberdeen but we have officially registered and paid up for the granite city quake um on the weekend two-day tournament in aberdeen on the weekend of the 26th and 27th september um so we are officially recruiting for that one get in touch yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what a fantastic concept. Where did you come up with such a brilliant idea, Lewis? <laughs> yes. All credit to the Black Widows, uh, who um, oh, just all the football happens in the north. Um, there's loads of people, and there's loads of there's loads of teams, and there's loads of people, and then the south, everyone's just a bit apathetic. Um, um, you know, but the. The Falcons uh, tend to be busy or, you know, never really interested in wanting to go to these tournaments, you know, the other side of the country or on the continent or whatever. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to go to one of these. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So uh, I, I took inspiration from the Black Widows um, and have a southern-based um, mercenary team. Mercenary, like it. You don't get paid that. <laughs> if you're getting paid I've missed something out you've actually taken <laughs> taken that idea to a whole new level um, not compulsory but Helen have you got any uh, any other business well again I would like some more squad members for flagging balls in because you know how I like a little break with other people on the pitch um, <laughs> but again South Wales Harpies are starting up so if you're in that area even though I travel from the Midlands to be with them it's a new team there so anyone's welcome to come along Yes, that would be fantastic to see that, uh, you know, getting Wales back in into into the Opal Series. That would be just just fabulous. Um, um, I think Black, the Black Widows have been uh, pushed through most of its, uh, uh, its life. So, but yeah, that would be amazing to get. Uh, if you can get everyone fit, and, and yeah. uh, that, that would be, yeah, that would be just wonderful to see that back again. Yeah. Mick Smith that business 
Yeah, so I think to actually respond to that recruitment call, the um, the, the Aberdeen tournament sounds great. However, that is uh, two things. That is my birthday weekend, um, and I'm spending my birthday taking my daughter to Peppa Pig Live. So unfortunately, I will be a little bit short of uh, of Aberdeen, I'm afraid. Um, but on on that on that point, I think I've heard that the New Ola boys are uh, looking at doing their tenth tournament, if not already um, announced, um, all for some tournament football. Um, I think I think carrying on my theme of getting a bit misty and and talking about the good old days today um tournament football is great it's just such a good crack and i think the the new older boys do it um do it really really well so i think if that is uh, in the works and or potentially confirmed now um i think that's great because i think uh, i think neil and rudy are, are both great guys and uh, and they run a they run a darn good tournament so um so yes i will do do all i can to uh, to either find myself a team or perhaps um perhaps get a, an eagles reunion team together what just happened there? Did the, any of the business turn into the classified ads or something? That's just free advert. <laughs> Fridge freezer for sale, four hundred pounds on nearest offer. Point. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, much appreciate for your time, Mick, Lewis, and Helen. Um, also, well done to our listener who, if you've got this far. Uh, all credit to um, our editor, uh, uh, Claire Allen. Just believe me, she's cut out so much dross. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real credit to her. Um, so um, I think that's all that we need to say for now. Um, that's the end of this edition um, of No Run Zone. Um, thanks, everyone. Goodbye. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.